0: From the beginning, from the moment you decide you want to site, um, I'm trying to have SEO in mind.
1: Welcome to Honest Ecommerce, where we're dedicated to cutting through the BS and finding actionable advice for online store owners. I'm your host, Chase Clymer, and I believe running an online business does not have to be complicated or a guessing game. If you're struggling with scaling your sales, Electric Eye is here to help. To apply to work with us, visit electriceye.io connect to learn more. Now let's get on with the show. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Honest Ecommerce. Today, I am welcoming to the show Chris Long from GoFish Digital. Chris is a Senior SEO Manager over there at GoFish Digital. And they work on unique problems and advanced search situations to help their clients improve organic traffic through a deep understanding of Google's algorithm and web technology. Chris, welcome to the show. I appreciate you having me, Chase. Absolutely, SEO is such a vast topic, and I myself I am not an SEO expert by any means. So I like having uh, experts on because I get to actually learn things, and I ask really dumb questions because I am not that good at SEO. So it's great. It's going to be a great time. Mm-hmm. All right, Chris, uh, how uh, how did you kind of get started down this path in SEO? Uh, what, what what led you to go fish?
0: Yeah, so my SEO journey is a little bit unique. Um, actually, coming out of school, I, I was a finance major. Um, kind of when I started applying for real world jobs, I, I quickly realized that that wasn't for me. Um, around the same time, I kind of stumbled onto um, a few different uh, a few different SEO agencies in the area, um, and kind of got really interested in the topic. Um, it seemed really interesting to me that you could. Um, essentially, help drive more users and more conversions to your site um, passively through something like the Google search engine. Um, so I thought it was a kind of a really, really cool and powerful thing at the time. Um, I started by really just uh, trying to get as many informational interviews as possible uh, in my in my area, which was Pittsburgh at the time, um, and then just applied to every place that I could possibly imagine. Um, finally, found kind of a, a smaller shop that was, that was able to kind of give me a shot. Um, and then from there, I uh, applied to move down to Raleigh to work at GoFish Digital. Um, before then, I was kind of more broad. Uh, I was SEO, but also content marketing and social media. Uh, but when I came to GoFish, I really started focusing on SEO, um, got a lot more deep in terms of how technical you could go. And I, I was just really, really fascinated with it. Um, so it's kind of been history ever since then.
1: Awesome! Yeah, that's that's amazing, and it it is like I like how you said you started to specialize and focus a bit more, just because it, it is such a vast like technical area of I guess not necessarily e-commerce, but just just digital in general. There's optimizing for so many different things for so many different types of products or services. So many ways to go about it. Um, so these days, uh, you're working a lot with Shopify stores. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep, that's correct. Um, we we have a, a lot of clients who are who are on Shopify, um, and just kind of through that, we started to get really really familiar with kind of the SEO ins and outs that come with the platform.
1: All right, so here's a really basic question, I guess, and this is something I guess I think a lot of our listeners will want to know is like. When should I, as a small business on Shopify or just a small e commerce business in general, there are obviously other platforms to get started on. When should I start focusing on SEO? When should it be a priority for me?
0: I mean, personally, I think it should be a priority from the beginning, right? As soon as you plan on even having a website, um, SEO should be a really, really high priority, right? If you Uh, Kind of go into if you kind of are planning a site, um, but maybe choose um, kind of a theme that's not doesn't have the best performance, um, or or do something that doesn't take SEO into consideration. Um, Maybe you don't build out the site in a way that's going to make sense in terms of SEO. Um, You know that that's going to be a problem later down the line, especially when you do um, start to generate more interest in. Hey, I want my product and I want my category pages to rank and actually generate traffic. Um, If the the site isn't set up for that framework, um, it can be even more time consuming and even more costly to fix. So really, ideally, uh, I know it's tough, especially when you're just starting out with a store. um, But as best as possible, from the beginning, from the moment you decide you want a site, um, try to have SEO in mind. That's what I'd probably say to really have kind of an ideal setup for you moving forward.
1: Well, I'm all, I'm on board on that. You know, I, if someone tells me it's a priority, I want to do that. But as a small business owner, uh, it, it sounds expensive and, you know, we've got limited budgets and we've got to spend it wisely. So do you have any, uh, tips or tricks or resources that I should check out when I'm, setting up my website for the first time to make sure that I'm doing things the right way, as you said. Yeah,
0: definitely. Um, So in terms of resources, um, one of the go-tos is the Moz Beginner's Guide for SEO. Um, Pretty much the standard um, in in terms of people getting familiar with SEO. they, They update it every year. Um, it's truly phenomenal content that makes it very, very unpalatable to learn SEO. Um, so if you just have one resource, I'd recommend that. Um, we also have built out a Shopify SEO learning center as well. So if you, that's, it, it can be um, a little more in the on the technical side. Um, but if you are looking for kind of um, specific Shopify advice, that, that's a great resource as well. Um, in terms of just general best practices um, I, I'd really start with two for a shopify store um, make sure that you have um, a unique category page for every topic that you cover um, so let's say if you have bed sheets right you might have a general bed sheets category page but then you might have an egyptian cotton bed sheets page because that's kind of a different subtopic of that so as much as you can break your products out into individual categories and then build landing pages for those categories that's Really, going to set you up um, uh, really, really strongly in terms of SEL. Um, As well, a really good thing, just um, a low input, high output kind of return, is just ensure that all of your title tags are optimized. Um, In Shopify, if you go to any category or product page and kind of scroll to the bottom of the page, you'll see an area where you can edit your title tag um, and just ensure that. Those are optimized, that you have the core topic of the page or the core keyword of the page assigned in that title tag. Um, That's going to set you up in terms of a really strong foundation. Um, So especially if you're working with kind of limited resources, maybe a developer isn't available. um, Those 2 things are at least going to get you um, a, a really good bit of the way there.
1: This episode is brought to you by Clavio. Clavio knows modern e-commerce is moving fast. Between email, mobile, and web, it can be hard to keep up with consumers and personalize their experience with your brand. Think of Clavio as a central command center for all your digital marketing needs. With email marketing, dynamic website content, social retargeting, SMS automation, and more, you'll take back control of the customer experience and own your business growth. That's why it's trusted by over 30,000 brands like Casemate, Kapari, and Brook Linen. Ready to find out how Clavio can help your business grow? Visit Clavio.com to schedule a demo. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O.com. Yeah. And I'm just going to pile on there. Uh, I look at so many stores and maybe they have the title tag, but they don't have the description filled out either.
0: Yeah, definitely. That a little bit more depends, I would say. If you have a really high traffic page, um, then then a description is probably going to be worth your time, right? Um, Descriptions don't really influence rankings, um, but they are meta descriptions don't influence rankings, but influence um, click through rates. Um, So if you have a high ranking page, then a meta description is is definitely going to be useful. Um, That that can kind of help draw more clicks. Um, In terms of product descriptions, um, some actual content on the page, those are always going to be helpful, right? So ensuring that you're filling out your product descriptions um, as robustly as possible um, is really, really key. Um, because any organic traffic driving to product pages is generally very high intent and very transactional. Um so that those are some of the page categories I'd focus on first because if people are searching for specific products, that means their mind is is kind of made up, right, in terms of what they want. Now, uh, they're just looking for where can they get it and at what price point.
1: Absolutely. All right. So I've got a, I'm going to try to ask a question without it being a loaded question. But uh, when I first started getting into the Shopify game many moons ago before I had gray hair, I would randomly get these inquiries from people and they would question how Shopify was built or just like uh, maybe just there, they were implying that there were issues with the Shopify platform in terms of how Google uh, or just search engines in general. Uh, deal with Shopify stores. I guess uh, is there any proof to that statement, uh, or you know how, how does how does that work? I guess there's there's a rumor rumor going around that uh, Shopify maybe isn't the best for search engine optimization.
0: Sure. So Shopify does have a few things that can be a little more limiting from a store owner's perspective. Um, the big ones are right. You can't make manual adjustments to things like your robots.txt. That's a file that controls how your website's crawled. Um, That only really matters if you have a really, really big website um, where there's a potential for Google to find a lot of content. Um, So it is limiting there Um, as well. You can't get the log files from Shopify, um, which actually tell you exactly, hey, here's how Google is actually encountering your site's URLs. Um, That's a little bit of data that webmasters don't have. Um, So there are a few things that kind of um, limits you in terms of what you can do and what you can access. Um, A lot of that's going to depend on the size of your site and how technical you want to go. As well, kind of the biggest opportunity we've seen um, just in terms of technical adjustments is on Shopify category pages. Um, If you notice um, on Shopify category pages, um, there's actually linked to product pages that aren't the ones that actually rank in Google. Um, if you check any of your ranking product pages in Google, um, they actually only have the term products in the U- in the URL. However, if you check your category pages by default, oftentimes they'll have the term collections and products in the URL. And essentially, what Shopify does is it creates these kind of duplicate pages um, and then links to them on your category pages. Now, they do take steps to kind of consolidate that a little bit, um, but just in terms of technical SEO, it's not a best practice um and there are, there is a very very easy fix for that um essentially by adjusting your product to grid liquid file um you can actually have a developer kind of make those adjustments for you to ensure that your category page is always pointing to the proper product pages
1: awesome and now uh, i guess just going back to the question at hand you know sure shopify has its quirks but i would probably go as far as to say is every CMS out there has its own individual quirks. Is that pretty true?
0: Sure. Yeah. Some some more than others, right? But yeah, there's going to be da- there's going to be pitfalls um, of really any CMS. We you know whether it's WordPress, whether it's Shopify. Um, so though, so it's not just Shopify specific. Um, we've just worked with a lot of the ones where hey, these are common amongst the Shopify stores
1: that we've seen. Awesome. Let's be honest today. All of your customers are going to have questions. And what are you doing to manage all those questions? Do you have a help desk for your business? One of our sponsors of today's episode is Gorgeous. And Gorgeous is the number one rated help desk for e commerce. It integrates seamlessly with Shopify. We have installed it on a bunch of stores. It's also used by brands like Movement and Rothy's. And what it does is it takes all of your customer insights and information, brings it into one amazing dashboard so you can solve their problem as quickly. As possible. If you want to give Gorgeous a try, visit slash honest. That's G O R G I A S dot L I N K Slash H O N E S T to get your second month free. I guess I just want to put it out there be like, hey, like, don't let this stop you from using Shopify. If you're building an e commerce brand, Shopify is no brainer. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't like let these small bugs. No, nah, they're not bugs. They're just they're quirks, I guess. I wouldn't let those like influence your decision. At least that's my opinion.
0: Sure, yeah. And and I think Shopify is definitely very, very good, especially if you're an e-commerce store, especially if you're selling any type of B2C or direct to consumer product. Shopify is a, a really, really easy out-of-the-box solution for that. Um so, so definitely, definitely a good path to go down if you, especially if you have that type of e-com product.
1: Absolutely. Now, are there any other common issues that uh, I forgot to ask about? Um, those are generally the
0: big ones um, that, that we've seen. Um, some other small ones um, is just you, you're not able to adjust your sitemap.xml. But um, your sitemap.xml, it provides Google a list uh, of all of the possible pages for it to crawl on your site. Um, it just gives Google different access points to your different pages. You can adjust that. Um, but overall, most no, Shopify sites really don't need to. And Shopify does auto-generate that. Which is actually very very nice for a lot of webmasters. Um, so a small thing in terms of uh, a limitation in terms of your ability to edit, um, but something to keep in mind if you are working through Shopify.
1: Awesome. So let's let's kind of pivot a little bit here, uh, and this is very it's a very funny question that we have next uh, because. We at the agency are actually redesigning our one of our clients' blog pages, Mm -hmm. and so my partner was looking around uh, for some blog inspiration, and he kind of like it dawned on him. He's like, "Wow!" He's like, "There are like a lot of brands that just do not utilize their their blog," which leads me to this question: How can Shopify store owners better utilize their blog for SEO?
0: Sure, yeah, and it's a great question, Um, and it's something I think a lot of Shopify store owners could benefit from, right? Commonly in terms of Google, um, while you might think... A lot of webmasters might think, hey, this keyword is mapped to a product or category page. Um, Oftentimes, you actually type that keyword in Google, um, you'll see a lot of blog content ranking for it. Um, We've actually... um, If you use the term my cloth diapers as an example, um, when I queried that term, um, yes, there are some product and category pages. um, But there's also a lot of um, Kind of aggregation lists, listable type of articles that say, "Hey, here are the 20 best cloth diapers of of 2020," um, and it's going to be really, really hard in some queries to rank a product or a category page for those terms if Google's showing a certain intent and saying hey, users want informational comparison content, um, then that's content that you're going to need to rank in order to compete for your core terms for Shopify. Um, So if I wanted to rank for cloth diapers, and Google wasn't showing any product or category pages, I would need to actually write a blog post to have a chance of ranking for that and maybe compare kind of some of the top products um, and maybe some of the different subcategories of those top products. Um, I think that's where Shopify owners um, have a lot of opportunity, um, is to really... Check the intent of your core keywords first, and if you see it's informational, and go out and create informational content around that. Because no matter how hard you push to, you know, rank a product or category page, if Google isn't showing that or Google isn't ranking those product and category pages, um, it's going to be really hard for you to get yours to show up um, in top ten results for Google.
1: Awesome. So you said go out and check the intent of your keywords. How would how would someone do that?
0: Yeah, it's it's very very simple. Just uh, once you've recognized your core keywords, you know you've identified hey, you are the keywords we know we want to rank for. Maybe you have some adwords data behind it. Um, simply go into Google, type your keyword, and then just note what are the top uh, what are the top types of content that Google's ranking. These tend to be comparison articles. Are they competitor category pages, or are they product pages? Um, and then from there, you can say okay. What pages on my site can I either optimize for that keyword or what types of content do I need to go out and create to rank for that keyword? And oftentimes, the answer is blog posts, because Shopify sites um, are really getting a lot of increased competition from maybe more affiliate type of sites that do have that informational
1: type of content. right there, there's some amazing data. Want to get each new episode of Honest Commerce sent straight to your phone? join our VIP texting list for updates on new episodes and exclusive deals from our partners, text Honest VIP. that's H-O-N-E-S-T-V-I-P to 72599 to join. By the way, we're powering our text messages with PostScript, the number one text message marketing app for Shopify stores. Check out the show notes for a link to install PostScript for free today. One final question I'd have for you. I know you're not doing as much content marketing these days over at Go Fish, but I guess uh do you have any advice for brands that are looking to kind of build their 1.0 content strategy and utilizing their blog? Um oftentimes I find that brands aren't doing it because they just don't know like what they should be writing about on their blog. And it almost gets repetitive to keep talking about their product over and over. So like, what are some ways to create content that is maybe a little bit... uh, It's in the same realm, but not specifically about their product? Does that make sense to you?
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Um, in, in terms of a 1.0 content strategy, um, the path I would take would be first really need to identify the core keywords that you're for your site. Um, maybe if you bid, if you bid on AdWords in the past, take a look and see what those are. Um, and then just start querying the, you know your top five top 10 keywords in Google, seeing hey, which ones are mapped to informational content and then start to create a plan to actually execute that content. And really, what we like to do, or we recommend, is uh, have webmasters outline that content. So find, hey, the pages that rank in the top three of Google tend to cover these different topics. Going back to the cloth diaper examples, it might be you know how to clean them, um, what different types of cloth diapers there are, those different types of things, um, and then make sure your content's talking about the same thing as well. Um, so really ensuring that you're noting what the top-ranking content's talking about, and then emulating that in your content. And then the second part of that, maybe the the 2.0 strategy is how can I make my content even better than competitors? Where can I offer insights that competitors can't? Do I have the time to go out and build content or build out more content to make this article even more useful? Can I add additional functionality like a table of contents or something? Um, So really then, the second part is making your content above competitors, and even better to be the best answer you can possibly be.
1: You're just giving everyone so much awesome advice. I can't thank you enough. Um, (laughs) Thank you. I'm just gonna thank you right now in the middle of the episode. Um, All right. So uh, I got a final question for you here. Uh, So it's what can Shopify sites do in order to improve their performance?
0: Right. And I think that's a great question um, because this is something that's so, so key to Shopify sites and not just SEO, right? SEO is definitely, you know, is a factor in terms of Google's algorithm, but it also impacts so much more, right? A lot of Shopify sites are doing email marketing, running AdWords campaigns, promoting on social media, those types of things. And speed matters there too. It matters for your user experience and it matters for your conversions. Um, and one thing a lot of Shopify stores that we've run into, um, we've actually pulled original data on this. Um, are a bit slower than than standard stores, um, and, and the reason is there's several different reasons. Um, one, just due to the ecom nature, um, Shopify sites tend to use a lot of large images. Um, so finding opportunities to compress those images and reduce their size um, is often a very very high priority win um, as well. When you're creating your Shopify site, um, ensuring that you're using a nice and lightweight theme um we actually wrote a post called um shopify speed optimizations and we took every single shopify site um in the shopify um theme library um and ran them through google uh, page, page speed insights and then found what the fastest themes were um so you can actually check out that data to see hey here's what the fastest themes are if you want a theme that's nice and lightweight to kind of start um kind of the final aspect I'll cover in terms of shopify performance will be using lazy loading um Shopify sites obviously use a lot of images, especially on category pages. Lazy loading is a technology um, that allows images not to load until a user actually scrolls to those images. So sometimes you might be browsing the site and say, and see, it takes images kind of a second to pop up on the screen. That's lazy loading. And what it does is it allows um, your images to be delayed until the user sees them. So if you have a hundred images on a page, they all don't need to load at once. Maybe the only 10 need to load at first. And then users are only served the content uh, as it's needed. Um, and that, that's a really nice win for Shopify stores just because they're so image heavy. Um, so those are those are some really good ones. And, and if you're interested in implementing that, there's a library called Lazy Sizes, and you can just ask your developer. Hey, how can we get this implemented? Um, and generally, it's a relatively straightforward thing for a developer to
1: do. Awesome, that's great advice. Now, is there anything that I forgot to ask you about today that you think would be worthwhile to share with our audience?
0: Yeah, I think yeah. Overall, the big the, one of the big things with Shopify stores um, is is going back to the intent that we've talked about. I think that's where webmasters have some of kind of the best opportunity creating that uh, creating that informational content to better be mapped toward intent. Um, that that that's a really really big one um as well uh, other things that shopify stores will benefit from are just kind of your SEO basics right um that that shopify stores certainly aren't um, excluded from that so obviously ensuring that your title tags are all optimized um you actually have um content that's built out as best as you possibly can be um and ensuring once again that you're ensuring your content's loading Really, really fast. Um, so users are having a good experience. Um, those are some generally very, very good things for Shopify stores um, and, and, and really all sites. Um, so those are the, probably the big ones. I'd I, I point out that you know webmasters will get some of the most benefits from in terms
1: of improving SEO. Awesome. And if uh, if I'm enjoying what you're saying and I want to reach out to you, get a hold of you. Uh, maybe this is a little bit too technical for me. How would I get a hold of you? Sure,
0: no problem. Yeah. You can uh, reach out to me via Twitter. My Twitter handle is GoFishChris. You can also go directly through the GoFish Digital website and ask to chat. I'd be happy to do that Um, as well. If you're interested in just learning more about Shopify SEO in general, um, you can check out um, our Shopify SEO Learning Center com slash Shopify dash SEO. Um, We've built out a ton of different resources for Shopify webmasters to improve their SEO, um, talking about best practices in terms of technical SEO, talking about best practices in terms of improving um, speed optimization, as well as Showing Shopify owners, hey, here's how you can create blog content to be better mapped to more um, informational types of queries. Um, so we've created a, a good amount of resources, uh, really with the goal of helping shop- Shopify owners um, improve rankings, organic traffic, and primarily revenue to their stores. And that's the Shopify SEO
1: Learning Center. Chris, thank you so much for coming on the show today.
0: Yeah. Appreciate you having me. i love to do it again, Chase.
1: Absolutely. I cannot thank our guests enough for coming on the show and sharing their journey and knowledge with us today. We've got a lot to think about and potentially add into our businesses. Links and more information will be available in the show notes as well. If anything in this podcast resonated with you and your business, feel free to reach out and learn more at ElectricEye.io/connect. Also, make sure you subscribe and leave an amazing review. Thank you.